The return of God's people from their exile and their restoration to glory in Jerusalem is foretold. For Christians, this imagery prefigures the ministry of John the Baptist. A reading from Baruch. Take off the garment of your sorrow and affliction, O Jerusalem, and put on forever the beauty of the glory from God. Put on the robe of the righteousness that comes from God. Put on your head the diadem of the glory of the everlasting. For God will show your splendor everywhere under heaven. For God will give you evermore the name Righteous Peace, Godly Glory. Arise, O Jerusalem, stand upon the height, look toward the east, and see your children gathered from west and east at the word of the Holy One, rejoicing that God has remembered them. For they went out from you on foot, led away by their enemies, but God will bring them back to you, carried in glory as on a royal throne. For God has ordered that every high mountain and the everlasting hills be made low and the valleys filled up to make level ground so that Israel may walk safely in the glory of God. The woods and every fragrant tree have shaded Israel at God's command. For God will lead Israel with joy in the light of his glory, with the mercy and righteousness that come from him. The word of the Lord. Let us stand together and sing Canticle 16, the Song of Zechariah, found on page 3 in your worship leaflet.
Paul praises new believers for their faithfulness to the gospel they have received. He prays that they may mature in wisdom and remain steadfast in faith. A reading from the letter of Paul to the Philippians. I thank my God every time I remember you, constantly praying with joy in every one of my prayers for all of you, because of your sharing in the gospel from the first day until now. I am confident of this, that the one who began a good work among you will bring it to completion by the day of Jesus Christ. It is right for me to think this way about all of you, because you hold me in your heart. For all of you share in God's grace with me, both in my imprisonment and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel. For God is my witness, how I long for all of you with the compassion of Jesus Christ. And this is my prayer, that your love may overflow more and more with knowledge and full insight to help you to determine what is best, so that in the day of Christ you may be pure and blameless having produced the harvest of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ for the glory and praise of God. Hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. The Holy Gospel of our Savior Jesus Christ according to Luke. Glory to you, Lord Christ. In the fifteenth year of the reign of the Emperor Tiberius, when Pontius Pilate was governor of Judea, And Herod was ruler of Galilee, and his brother Philip, ruler of the region of Iteria and Trachonitis, and Asanias, ruler of Abilene, during the high priesthood of Annas and Caiaphas, the word of God came to John, son of Zechariah, in the wilderness. He went into all the region around the Jordan, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sin. As it is written in the book of the words of the prophet Isaiah, the voice of one crying out in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. Every valley shall be filled and every mountain and hill shall be made low. And the crooked shall be made straight and the rough ways made smooth. And all flesh shall see the salvation of God. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. Come, Lord Jesus. Come quickly. Come to us soon. Amen. The writer of Luke's Gospel is very specific about times and places. And that is true in our Gospel text for today. When the writer is particularly specific. In the fifteenth year of the reign of the emperor Tiberius, when Pontius Pilate was governor of Judea, when Herod was ruler of Galilee, when his brother Philip was ruler of the region of Iteria and Trachonitis, and Lysanias was ruler of Abilene, during the high priesthood of Annas and, Ca- Annas and Caiaphas. Luke, the historian, sets the ministry of John in particular particular context, giving us a very specific and particular time. And also sets the time, the very specific time, for the public ministry of Jesus to begin. 
The word of God came to John, son of Zechariah, in the wilderness. Luke has spoken, just spoken of the most powerful man in the world. And has named six other important religious and political figures. The word of God, however, did not come to any of these. It did not come to the temple in Jerusalem. It did not come to Rome. It came to John in the wilderness. John, a man whose only distinction is that he is the designated forerunner and foreteller of Jesus, the chosen one of God. Messiah, the one who takes away the sin of the world. It came to John in the wilderness. Again, God does what God always does. Chooses the most unlikely person to do his work in the most unlikely of places. Why John, a desert wanderer? Why in the wilderness? Why not the high priest in the temple at Jerusalem or the emperor at Rome? Well, remember this, if you will. Throughout Israel's history, it is in the desert where God shapes his people. It's in the desert where the nation of Israel, the Hebrew people as a nation, are formed and forged. Prophets did much of their work in the wilderness. Jesus will be tested in the wilderness. And John went on into all the regions around the Jordan, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins, for the salvation that is coming, for the salvation which all flesh shall see. Repentance means to turn around. To turn around from something old and turn again to something new. To turn around from what separates and cuts us off from God to not being separated or cut off at all. Repentance means to change one's mind, to proceed in a new direction, the new direction toward God rather than away from. John spells out the ethical requirements of repentance. And I'm getting into Dan's sermon material for next Sunday. So this is sort of a fourth telling. When the crowds asked John what they, what they must do, he replied, Share what you have with those in need. Be honest in your dealings with others. Do not accuse people falsely. Use your authority and your power over others justly and rightly. Be content with what you have. father of John was told by a messenger of God that his son would turn many of the people of Israel back and again to the Lord their God. And here we find John doing just that. Telling people how to turn back to God again. And thus make straight the highway in the desert. Make easy access for God to come to them and for them to find God. Do we want our Lord and God 
to be accessible to us, easily accessible to us. We do so by making straight the highway in our desert. People still need forgiveness as then. You and I still need forgiveness. We cannot begin to gloss over the reality of sin. All that separates us and cuts us off from God. We must face it. Those things that separate and cut us off and our participation in those things. And we do so by changing our mind. Deciding deciding to turn from old things to new. From wrong things to right. From bad things to good. From being away and cut off from God to finding God. To turning and finding God very, very near. The highway in the desert in John's time had to do with preparing to receive Jesus, God's chosen and anointed. The highway in the desert of our time has to do with the same thing, preparing ourselves to receive Jesus, God's chosen and God's anointed. In that day and time when a king prepared to travel, or royalty prepared to travel, road crews worked to prepare the roads in advance of the king's travel to make them straight and smooth and level for easy travel and easy access to the destination. Jesus is the King of Kings. And your repentance and my repentance, our changing our mind and turning around again, gives King of Kings easy access to us. And us easy access to Him. It has taken two years of day in and day out labor for the I-4064 corridor from 270 to just past Barnes Jewish Hospital to be made new. And all of us look forward to tomorrow. How many miles is that? Four miles? Three, two, three, four, whatever, for that stretch of highway to be opened again. So we have easy access to communities and businesses and so forth. Old obstacles have been removed at great cost with tremendous labor. Do you understand that? With God in us, old obstacles are moved, removed at great cost and tremendous labor on God's part. But all we have to do is change our mind, turn around, decide to go in a new direction, and we find in the turning that God is not far off 
but very, very near. With a single change of mind and a single act of will of turning around again, God lowers the mountains, raises the valleys of separation so that access to us is both quick and easy. Come unto me, all ye who travail and are heavy laden, and I will refresh you. This is a true saying, and worthy of all to be received, everyone to be received, that Christ Jesus came into the world to save those who are cut off and separated. If anyone is separated and cut off, and we all are, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the Righteous One. And He is the perfect offering for all that would separate us and cut us off. And not for all that would cut us off, but for everyone and those things that would cut them off as well. Today, as in every Sabbath Sunday, we confess our sins. We confess those obstacles that cut us off from God, that God might remove them. And God does. And then we come to his table in this place and receive him. And the way is straight. And the access is easy. You and I are among the flesh of all flesh, seeing before us in this place the salvation of God. And we will again see it on this second Sunday of Advent in the year of our Lord, 2009, during the first year of presidency of Barack Obama, during the consecrated service of service of Rohan, Archbishop of Canterbury, and Catherine Jeffords Shorey, presiding bishop of the Episcopal Church, during the office of the 10th Bishop of Missouri, George Wayne Smith, during the priesthood of Dan Hanchy and Nathaniel Pyron at Advent Episcopal Church in Crestwood. Here we are. Here God is. God said, so be it, so it is. Amen.